I'm a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of a Nigerian girl. My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me, and let's talk. Welcome to another brand new episode of Memoir of a Nigerian My name is Helen. On today's episode, we will be talking SARS and SWAT. So last week, we spoke about SARS, disbandment, and reformation of the Nigerian police. The president spoke and he said that SARS has been disbanded and they assured the, the youth, the citizens, that, okay, SARS is not a thing anymore. And anyway, just a few days ago, the IG also said, okay. Bye-bye, Sass. Welcome. Swats. I don't know whatever whatever that means. I am not absolutely not interested. Um, so the, gov- the youth said, okay, we are giving you 505. And 505 includes the release of arrested protesters. I mean, why should protesters be arrested in the first place? They are not violent. They are peaceful protesters. Second says justice and compensation for families of victims they should i mean okay in the working system if you commit a crime you should get prosecuted for that crime and the families of this person should get justice so independent bodies to over to overs- independent body to oversee prosecution of officers within 10 days um, psychological evaluation of this band officers before redeployment and of course increase of police salaries so this is a five for five that the youth are presented to the government and out of these five the only one that they've done is the um, release of um, arrested protesters so on today's episode Ah, we have Mr. Olusoji Akinwiade. Mr. Soji Akinwiade is a Nigerian journalist and he's been practicing for over 40 years. So, the media houses. Many people said they are not doing their jobs. They are not um they are not uh what covering this protest the way that it is expected of them. So that is why I decided to say, "Okay, let's hear from one of the horses mouth i would be putting a call uh, across to mr soji right now so here we go Hello. good afternoon mr soji welcome to memoir of a ninja girl thank you so i have a few questions for you um yeah. i'm sure you have followed um this protest so i want to ask you are you for end of sas or are you are you for us or you're against the youth well i'm not against the youth uh i haven't followed what's happened in the last three years of uh, this special unit of the police force it would be unconscionable for one not to really accept what the youth have been saying, what the youth is saying to to Nigerians. It is very important that something be done 
because these guys have just overused uh, the powers they have. They've abused it thoroughly. And it's time that they're reined in and something is done about them. Right. Um, the youth presenter, the president, is their 5 for 5. Um, yes. And it is so hard for the president to just say a yes to it. Instead, it just kept mute. Why do you think it is so hard for the president to adhere to this request? But but the special assistant, senior special assistant, the president has already issued a statement Same. that the president, the president has accepted the five demands. Oh, even in the in, even in the discussions that uh, uh, the governor of Lagos held with uh, the president, you could see that uh, attempts were being made to really accept these demands. And, yeah, uh, accepting, the demand, read, accepting the demand is different from actually working towards it. And because the, the youth have, of course, we have lost our own, I wouldn't say respect, I would say trust for this government. So they cannot believe whatever is said to them. They want to see action. We want to see action. Well, we are talking about end of SARS protest that is just a few days old. It's not even two weeks, right. and for something to happen in government, it's not, you don't make demands and expect some abracadabra. Something has to be done, and, and I believe that that's what government has done. That's a panel that's looked at that thing. Even Lagos has accepted some part of that thing of, of, of the of uh, the demands, if and it's already said it will set up something to help those who have been uh, abused right. by the police or th those who have suffered. So when you do something, you always have to worry that any any president anywhere just makes a point uh, that you accept and doesn't back it by some form of law, hmm. it's not going to work. But backing it, it uh, as you said, work. about backing it with some sort of law, does that also include them giving this SARS a new, a brand new name and calling it SWAT? No. I don't think they've given it a new name and calling it SWAT. You have to allow them to set it up first. It has been set up. In fact, in fact, I saw that in uh, on it's on Twitter that was tweeted by the Nigerian police. They said this thing was there since 2019. They talked about SWAT in 2019. Now in 2020, they just said that we are going to set it up. Meanwhile, in 2019, it has been set up. They posted it online that this is a brand new unit and it will be called SWAT. Well, if, if they posted it online, then you have to read that a little carefully. You couldn't have had SWAT and SARS at the same time because they'll be doing the same duties. You couldn't have had the two together. What you had was you had SARS. It may transform to SWAT now, but you have to look at the parameters of who is going to be there, what they're going to do with it, what they're going to do with the people, because there are some things that have been said that, that they say psychological training, they have to find out whether those people are really capable of doing the job of policing the people without uh, just abusing them. They have to do that. They have all these things. They have doctors, counselors, and all those things set up, which means you can actually have a better SWAT than the, the best SARS, SARS that you ever had. Okay. Yes. Ah, all right. 
Um, as someone who has worked in the media for over 40 years and gracefully did well as an editor for Newswatch, even when the military government at the time stopped journalists from working, what do you feel or what do you think about the media's um, response to the NSAS and reform police protests? I think the, the media, at least a large section of the media, has been very faithful. A large section of the media has been very, very faithful. But we don't think can, we don't we don't it, see it that way. Well, you may not see it that way, but you see, you have to go on empirical evidence. I mean, a paper like uh, like Punch has all been constant in its agitation for you know uh, 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 non-violation of people's rights. Right. It's it's always been doing something on the rule of law, and so also the other papers, you know. You see, there is much they can do. They can't wave uh, their pens or or write on their, their columns. Say, oh, government, go do this, and they do it immediately. Things take a process, right. and if whether you believe it or not, it is part of what they've done that the youth themselves have latched onto, hmm. and that is what has helped this this thing to now. And that's why every morning you read the newspapers. It is all about the protest. But well, but many TV stations are not doing that, and people feel like maybe it has to do with the ownership influence on on their report. For example, TVC a few days ago said that the protesters killed two policemen, and that is not the, the case. That was not the case, rather, because when you say two policemen were killed, and on social media, for example, people protesters are bringing up pictures of protesters that are, that was killed and cbc yeah. has nothing of such do you think that they are trying to lie and trying to because of course election is in, in few years to come and everybody wants wants a slot do you think that is the case for uh, a, a tv station like tvc let, let me let me answer your question in two parts first there is there is sometimes i mean there is influence of ownership in the way the media behave sometimes. That is why you have conservative media, liberal media. Right. You've always had it. Even in Nigeria, you, you have it. You know, I mean, in those old days, I worked in Punch before. In those old days, you would think Punch was in the other, at the other end, very liberal. Very liberal. And I know what we fought for in those days and what some of us were arrested for by police for in those days. But at the same time, at the same time, you can't you can't say that TVC is not doing its job as far as that's concerned. When they say two police men died, I have read reports that in Suleri at least one policeman died. There was no there were no picture of that. Well, you, you don't have to have picture of it. You don't have to have picture of it because we report uh, uh, we report news and there is no picture of it but from what you investigate you find that these things have happened sometimes the investigation so you may not forced. be able to illustrate you may not be able to illustrate every news item with with a picture mm-hmm. but, and also don't forget that today you can manipulate pictures particularly on social media you can manipulate pictures so you can't take everything you see as gospel truth. Sometimes you have to take them the pinch of pinch of salt. Okay. So in, in my view, I mean, uh, you can say that maybe TVC is not up to par in the way they use 
we're expecting it to be. Mm. But it, it, it would be very difficult for you to accuse them of siding with the oppressors. It would be very difficult. Okay. Um, your new magazine edition, Newswatch Plus, which I was reading last night, is out yes. and it's titled A Banner with, with Stain. Yes. Is, is it a Nigerian banner that has the stain or the system entirely needs a total reformation? Well, look, if, if you remember a verse in the Nigerian item, there's a point that is a, a banner without stain hmm. from, that, from that anthem. Now, that, this, the headline, I mean, the cover line was taken from, from that. that. From, from that, that if you look at the total picture of what is in, happening in Nigeria, that banner has a stain on it. And that stain is represented by what is happening now. That stain is represented by the uh, continuous fight for uh, that Nigerian question, restructuring and all these things. Right where you belong, ethnicity, uh, the, the way government uh, appoints people, and this kind, all these kind of things. Those are these things. Because while we are one country, we are still not agreed on certain parameters of how to live together. And that is the stain on the flag. Mm. That is the stain on the banner of Nigeria. But right now, it looks like everybody's agreed to Hensas and, and SWAT and reform the police. So I think that people cannot agree on on everything. But if they are agreeing to um, ending injustice, that's, that's a voice on its own. Uh, a particular paragraph from your magazine says, Buari's administration recommended the police to be both federal and state, which obviously they, sl they have slacked. Just slacked on, and that aids the um, invention of um, Amoteku. How bad can, uh, how bad could this insecurity get? Well, insecurity is 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 one of those things that uh, uh, is part of what we call the stains, mm -hmm. the stain on the banner. Right. Insecurity is one because these governors who are there actually have, they actually have no control over the police. Right, they don't. Hmm. They don't have control over the police. The police is controlled by the federal, the federal government through through the Inspector General of Police. Right. But the best the best way to secure your your locality is to for you to have something there that hmm. you can control. Right. That you don't have to call the Inspector General of Police. Oh, I want these guys to do this. Or I want these guys to do that. That you can control at your local level because in those days. We not only have state police long, long ago. We have these local local police, local local people who, who organize under uh, the OPCs, uh, different the governments. No, 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 no. These were proper, properly policemen. trained uh, policemen okay. in those days. You know, so we've had we've had this. It is because we slowly moved, the military slowly moved us towards a centralized form of control mm. that we now have police that is controlled completely by the federal government. Federal it should government. not be. It should not be. And the Amoteco is just an attempt by some of these states to claw back yeah. the powers they have right. to police their, their states or their domains. And that's part of it. To claw that impact and make sure that they can ask these people to be their eyes and ears 
in, in all the local areas and make sure that the place is safe. So that's why Amatekun is one of those uh, things people are talking about now. So let me get this straight. You you said that because the, the state's government are trying to own um, some sort of power because maybe if the state government, for example, can could control the police, maybe we would not be here. You know, where the governor of Lagos has to speak through the IG of police or go to uh, Abuja to see the president. So do you feel like if the um, state governors have um, some sort of power, do you think things would probably change? Well, it will, it will help the situation, hmm. particularly as far as uh, uh, security is concerned. Right. It will help the situation because the insecurity is so pervasive now. Right. The insecurity is so pervasive that when you, when you go home after work every day, you thank God that you are back home. Exactly. It, 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 it shouldn't be that way. That should be, I mean, I, 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 you know that in, in many of the uh, estates that you have around Lagos, let's say Lagos, for example, they have their own network of security there. Mm. They have gates, they have, uh, uh, they employ guards and they deploy themselves in particular areas of, 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 of the place, of, of the area. Mm. That is not what we are supposed to be doing. The government is supposed to be providing these things for us. Of course, it's always good for different areas to have, have their uh, own security network. Yes, okay. it is. You have it elsewhere uh, abroad. But the thing is this: if look, I mean, if state governors or if state governments or if states have their own uh, apparatus, right. security apparatus, I don't know what they would call it, but state police. Mm. If they have the state police. That means that when you have state police, you define what yeah, state police does. Right. Doesn't, that doesn't clash with what the federal police does. Oh, wow. that's, that's the way it is in many, many uh, countries where America, for instance, has lots of police levels hmm. to state, to local governments, you know, to even counties. So all these things are there. That is to make sure that, okay, this this crime stops here and then this the state that takes over from one certain point uh-huh. and then this is a, a federal state that takes over at a certain point when it crosses jurisdictions. Right. That's that's the kind of thing that you need. And uh, you, do, you, you need for the state governments to have this power to set up this security outfit to help them, to help their states, to help their localities, to make sure that people are safe. Right. Um, I watched a video yesterday on YouTube and um, I saw Abacha. So why is it so hard to the, that, that the federal government cannot just dissolve SAS and SWAT? When, when General Sonia Abacha could dissolve the two political parties, the state's um, executive council, the local government, etc., why is this case very different? Is it the democratic system of government thing? Exactly. You just put your hand on it. Mm. Abacha was a dictator. When he got there, it's not only him. When, uh, when uh, Babangida got there, it's the same thing. When Buhari got there at that time, in the 80s, it was the same thing. When, uh, uh, what is it, a passenger was there, it was the same thing. They would dissolve anything that would 
present encumbrances to their governance. That's 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 what they do. It's not lawful, but since they seize power, they don't want that power to back them back. So they will just dissolve everything that they believe can will back them back. So for for Abatia, it was easy easy for him to do. He's a parent of guns. Okay. So it dissolved everything. But in a democratic system, you just can't that way. Okay. There has to be a process. That is what democracy is all about. Because if our leaders are able to do anything by just talking or by just saying, oh, I deserve it, oh, I deserve that, without looking at the laws on how to do it, then we are all in trouble. But we shout about something else later. How come they are looking at the laws in, in that way now and they are also not looking at the laws that says do not arrest protesters? It is very funny time, actually. Well, ah. I, I, I don't. I don't think that the law says don't arrest protesters. They are not violent. Listen, listen. Everybody has fundamental law, human rights to just, protest. Yes, everybody has a right to protest. But when a protest descends into anarchy, the police must act. So acting, acting also. Anarchy. But if if police system is the one instigating the anarchy, then that is the problem. But even if the police ask to act, does that say yes to them firing shots, guns no, at protesters? No, that's, they're just supposed... In fact, what what is done elsewhere is the police try as much as possible to police the demonstration, mm. to make sure people are not misbehaving, to make sure people are not going and breaking windows and breaking doors and setting things on fire. That's their duty protest it is not for them to start shooting guns up or because somebody is dancing up and down in the protest then they say it's misbehaving that's not it you know and that is where you know excesses of our police is very bothersome it is worrying excesses of our police is worrying because and it's almost the same everywhere where uh, police will just throw some kind of uh, grenade into you know i mean uh, this uh, into, into into the crowd, you know, and then all hell will break loose. All hell will break loose. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, in a way, that is that is the problem. If policemen and women, if they do their duty to just police that uh, that that demonstration without causing any troubles themselves, and being mindful of the rule of law, hmm. being mindful of the rights of people to protest, then things will get a lot better. Yeah, thank you very much. One more last question before one last question before I let you go. Ah yeah. the youth have been called so many names. They have been called lazy. You've many people have said that we are unfit to be in government. How proud is your generation of all? So what do you think about the youth right now? For me, what the youth has done, they've woken up from their slumber. That is it. They've woken up from their slumber. They know that the country belongs to them. They know that the future of the country. They know that if they want the country to go in a particular way, they have to get engaged. What they've done now is to get engaged. It's a long time coming is to get engaged. You remember during the year, this last election, right. you have different people claiming to represent the youth. Mm. It didn't work. Because they had no branding, because they had no followership. Mm. Now, what the youth has to do now 
it's not to just do this uh, demonstration and think this is it, things will change. No. They have to grab the bull by the horns. They have to say, okay, election is coming now. In the next, let's, ag- this ag- let's aggregate ourselves. Let's come together. Let's start something. Let's start something. So in local in local elections, go and present youth to go for elections in the state house of assembly, in this and that. You start there. In local government, you start there. Then you build up to send it to presidency. You cannot let this go. Because even let it go and don't bring something tangible out of it at the end of it, right. okay. everything you've done will come to naught. Oh, thank you very much for such an um, an insightful conversation, Mr. Olusoji Akinyate. Thank you very much. Ah, that is it on today's episode of Memoir of a Ninja Girl. I am pleading that everyone listening, everyone should be vote ready. We are the future. We are here. We are... It is it is a very tough one and I would say this everyone out there needs to be very careful everybody needs to be very watchful and um, we are one we must protect ourselves and we must speak for our country and fight for our country yes and rest in peace to everyone that we've lost you know I pray that the God the good God give everybody's um, families who's lost one person or another the the strength to carry on you know that is it on today's episode of memoir when i jagger my name is helen don't forget to follow me on social media on my instagram platform at helen.love.23 and uh, don't forget to subscribe like comment and kindly kindly share and sas and police brutality and sas and of course Reform, 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 reform the police. I am a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of a Nigerian My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me and let's talk.